Welcome to Living Chassidus. Together, let's live the Chassidus we learn. Okay, welcome everybody to Chassidus in the morning, 15 minutes to change your life. Learning the Maimah Hecholzo. Tracking away. Okay, so we ended off yesterday, we finished base Aleph. Um, so yes, yeah, so basically we're, we're discussing some questions. We're going to discuss some more questions today, and then probably tomorrow we'll start to get into the the meat of the Maimon, really the main discussion of the Maimon, which is about the clip of Midian and about Sinaschinam and things like this. So essentially, we asked a few questions on the story in the Torah that Hashem says to Moshe that you should avenge. Nakamas has Yisrael, the the vengeance of the Jewish people of of Midian, and then Moshe comes and tells the Jewish people they should avenge the Nakama of God. Also, what we see here from the story, and that's sort of the question we're going to discuss today. Uh, yesterday we we talked about how why what what's the connection between Midian and Moshe? That it seems from the Psukim that Hashem says fight all with Midian, and then you're gonna going to pass away. So what's the connection? Yeah, and that's essentially what we were discussing. Yeah, and, and, and also that, that through Midian, through this war, not just Hashem passed away, Moshe passed away, but through this war, it sort of completes his mission, Moshe. Um, Why? What's, again, what, how does Midian, fighting war with Midian add so much to Moshe? Just before we start, a quick story that. The Kleisenberger Rebbe, he was born in 19, um, like in early 1900s, 1901, I think. No, I mean 1908. And unfortunately, he was, at, during the Holocaust, he lost his family, he lost his wife, 11 kids. But he was a strong, a strong man. And, and after the war, he came to actually Israel and he built up his community again, a big community. And it, was, it became so big, they even had like their own newspaper. Before it was called the Klesen, the Klesenberg, like, but it was a monthly newspaper and it had different things about the community, community updates, and also had the, the talks that he would say. So one time, one of the, one of the Klesenberg Chassidim got a call from the rabbi, from the rabbi's office saying, that asking if the guy knows who's the editor of this newspaper, because the the sikha, the Klesenberg says he was a very sharp person. So what he would say was like sometimes a little bit rough. So the Rebbe wrote, what the Rebbe was trying to get that the that what that what was printed would be not as rough. Never said this is meant to be like nice and and well like welcoming, not so like rough. So, yeah, stum, something that we see here again, that's like all in, you know, obviously, so, and even the way we, we write things, we speak things, and things like that. So now, Ois Base. So, this chapter continues the theme, page seven. This chapter continues the theme of the first, presenting further questions regarding Hashem's command to Moshe to wage war against Midian. In this chapter, the Rabbi Rashab also introduces one of the basic Hasidic themes of the mind that Midian serves as the counterpart in the realm of evil to God's name, Havaya. It's also, we're going to see that. Okay, it is also necessary to understand the fundamental nature of the war against Midian. 
So what's what's this what's this real war with Midian over here? The principal reason behind it was the children of Israel to exact retribution from the Midianites rather than to acquire their land. So when we when we war against Midian, it wasn't that we we're trying to conquer their lands, like especially like in times of Yeshua, with different wars, which is what we we with um, Ruvain and Havshev Menashe, that's what they got. Ruvain God and Havshev Menashe, that's what we received. But by Midian, we didn't, it wasn't a conquering war. For the Torah implies the land of Midian did not become part of Israel's inheritance. The lands inherited by the tribes of God, Reuben, and half of Manasseh had belonged to Sichon and Neig. So these lands were also not part of the land originally destined to the Jewish people. Like we all know that Sichon and Neig weren't part of Eretz Yisrael, but God, Reuben, and half of Manasseh, they started as a good pasture land, as they asked Moshe. But the Midian's land wasn't taken. These lands were also not part of the land of Israel. They were conquered by the Jews through wars led by Moshe. However, in contrast to the land of Midian, these lands became part of the inheritance of Jewish people. But Midian didn't become part of the inheritance of Jewish people. As Rashi explains on the phrase, Atares and Divain, two places. We're going to go page eight. We're going to skip the Ramban. But basically, the Ramban just says that, that um, Midian was also conquered. And we also used their land. But, but the Rav Shav says, according to Pshat, it's very difficult to say this. I don't want to get people confused. But thus, the principal reason for this war was retribution. It wasn't to get, get the land, because we didn't get the land of Midian. So therefore, it is necessary to understand a seeming contradiction within the narrative itself. When quoting Hashem's words to Moshe, it says, exacting the attribution of the children of Israel. Yet Moshe tells, Hashem, tells the Yidden to exact the attribution of Hashem for Midian. So is it that, that we're exacting the attribution of the Yidden? Or the exact retribution of Hashem. Hashem says to Moshe the attribution of the Eden, and Moshe tells the Eden the exact retribution of Hashem. So what's going on over here? Because also we have to understand what's it going to do with the Hashem that Moshe is saying to the Eden. Because the Midian didn't only harm the Eden, as it is written, for they harassed you. That's what Hashem says. That they harassed the, the Eden, not Hashem. As a response to this, it says exact retribution of the children of Israel. Because they harassed us, so we're exacting retribution. That's what Hashem is telling Moshe. But why does what does this have to do with the attribution of Hashem? And more particularly, with Hashem's name, Havaye. So that's what Moshe says. He says, Moshe um, Amar, he says, So what's it connected to Hashem? But more specifically, the name of Havaye, which we'll discuss. Havaye refers to the full letter name of Hashem. The Yud, the Hey, the Vav, and then the last Hey, as commonly pronounced in the Sadaq Siddhas Havai. This name is associated with the godly light that entirely transcends the structure of the world, being past, present, and future as one. So, this is that level. <coughs> and we're sort of exact retribution of that level. Why? True, the Rebbe offers a possible resolution on why the verse speaks of both the retribution of Havai and the retribution of Jewish people. So now, we're going to try to explain why we need both of them. The true, it is written, part of Hashem is your people. And he kept them as the apple of his eye. And as I just said, whoever touches them, it is as if he touches the apple of his eye. Meaning, Havaye and the Jewish people, the same thing. For these texts, from these texts, it follows that the retribution of, Hashem, of, of the Yidden is simultaneously the retribution of Hashem. So they're one and the same. So it's sort of, we're sort of trying to answer that it doesn't make a difference who we're talking about. We're talking about the Yidden, it's also we're connected to Hashem, to Hashem, the Yidden. All this is indeed true. However, 
from the specific wording of the text, exact attribution of Havaya against Midian, the implication is that the war against Midian is intrinsically connected to Hashem's name Havaya. Therefore, the resolution offered above is not necessarily satisfactory and further explanation necessary because he's saying that it's attribution of Havaya and, and the Rav is being very specific, it's not just Tam Havaya meaning God, but it means the level of Havaya, level of God higher than in the world's and, and therefore, we're being specific here because it's something very specific. And even though the Jewish people and our God were all one and the same, and, and you, you, you hurt us, you're hurting God, you hurt God, you hurt us, it's all the same, but we're talking very specific here. And there must be something specific about this level of vying. The intent is that Midian, as well as being an actual nation, is representative of a spiritual force, a power in the realm of evil. From the above verse, it appears that the clipper of Midian meaning the clipper, meaning the, the, the evil of Midian is the evil counterpart and force opposing God's advice. And what we're saying is that this retribution on Midian is to co contrast Midian and Hashem Avai. Hashem Avai is a level of God higher than, than the nature of the worlds, totally above and beyond the worlds. And on the opposite spectrum is Clippus Midian, is Midian. So we're seeing his and calling spiritually that, that these are the two counting counting forces. And that's why we can understand that there's the retribution of Hawaii specifically, because we're talking about that level and Midian opposite level. And they're trying to fight each other. So when Midian caused Israel to sin, through the activity and expression of its clipper, I the evil that is that is its spiritual source. A blemish was brought upon the name of God. Because what did they, what did Midian do? They came and, and they caused the Jewish people to sin with Balpur and with the women. So, so the war that was retribution is is against this clipper. Because this clipper was was the reason why it came was to go against this level of Avaya, this high level. So it's a very low level we did in conscious the high level of Avaya. A blemish was brought up upon the name of God, i.e., there was an obstruction to the revelation of godliness. Concerning this, it is written to exact attribution of Avaya for Midian. Concerning this level, what they did, how wrong they did, that's why we need this attribution for the level of Avaya, i.e., by taking revenge against them and destroying them. The Jews would rectify that blemish, the blemish that they had caused by what they did, causing the Jewish people to sin. So through, through having taken revenge on, on them, we'd be able to fix up this blemish that happened. So on the surface, this is difficult to understand. How is it that Midian is the evil counterpart of God's name Avaya? So how is, why Midian? Out of all things to be a counterpart to the level of Avaya, why Midian? Because one might think, to the point that the destroying them is called attribution of Avaya, so bad that this is like the attribution of it. So how, why? So one might think that the seven Canaanite nations would cause a greater blemish in God's name Avaya. We think Canaanan, why? For as is well known, they represent the seven evil attributes, the antithesis of holiness. So we have, like we say in Tanya, this one to the contrast to that one, you have the Nefshul Akim, Nefshul Bahamas. Nefshul Akim has seven emotions and seven attributes. Nefshul Bahamas also has these seven. So therefore, it makes sense to say the opposite contrast of, of, of the holiness of Avaya, you'd have these seven kind of nations which represent these seven attributes that are totally opposed to the holiness. Every entity in this world, but ultimately we're saying no, the thing is rigid. Because every entity in this world is a representation of spiritual reality above. Just as there are seven emotive, emotive qualities in the realm of holiness, corresponding to the seven middays, there are seven emotive qualities in the realm of evil. The seven Canaanite nations are, are an embodiment of these seven undesirable qualities. Therefore, 
there was a need to conquer the land for these seven nations of these seven nations and transform them into Eretz Yisrael, thereby including them in the realm of holiness. And that's what happened. So that would make sense to say this is a contrast to Avayim. But these are seven evil attributes from the seven nations that we've got to refine. We're talking about Midian, which is not part of these seven. Midian, however, is not one of the seven nations. So, so that when you understand how does Midian contrast to Shem Avayim. And another matter requiring explanation in the terror is the use of the word Hechaltzu. What does the word Hechaltzu mean? It means arm yourselves. Yechaltzu <laughs> would make more sense in the third person would have been more appropriate. Why? To explain. Hechaltzu implies all of you. It means we should all take up arms. But when it came to the actual war, what does it say? But since the verse states, I'm from you, doesn't sound, doesn't say I'm all of you. It doesn't not all the Jewish people went to war against Midian. It was only it was only a thousand from each tribe, meaning that the people did not all go out to war, only one thousand per tribe, as the terrorist subsequently indicates, which is why the text states from you, not all of you, from you. It says, which means gather, all of you gather. May Itchem from you, all of you gather from you. From you implies specific amounts, and Hechaltu implies everyone. So why does Hechaltu play? Should say Yechaltu. They will gather, meaning the specific people. I part of you rather than all of you. It follows that Yechaltu rather than Hechaltu would have been the preferred term. But the latter refers to the Jewish people as a whole, implying that they all should arm themselves and um, ardently prepare for this wall. Rabbi Shab is explaining that the seemingly that it seemingly would have been more appropriate for the verse to use the term Yechaltzu because it implies that soldiers would be selected from amongst the tribes, while Hechaltzu implies that the Thai people got to war. But the Thai people weren't going out to war, it was only, it was only the soldiers. So the language is, is seemingly, it doesn't really fit. It's another question. And another question we got in the passage, instead of stating 1,000 per tribe, which is, that's what, what they told Moshe to get 1,000 per tribe, for all the tribes of Israel. Seemingly, the verse should have said, from every tribe. Why does it say a thousand of tribes for all of Israel, for all the tribes of Israel? Say from every every tribe. Now the Rabbi Shab quoting this a question is posed already from the altar, which focuses on the grammatical construction employed. The Rabbi Shab does not answer this question explicitly in a mimer here. If you look in the Kutatera, where the altar explains that the words um matis to all the all the countings indicate that the war was fought as a combined effort from the type of Jewish people. I'll try to explain it. There's all the Jewish people together are waging this war. But essentially, we have a few more questions. In summary, the intent of the war against Midian, that it was fought for revenge and not conquest. That was the first point we said, that it wasn't a conquest type of war. It was, it was retribution for what they had done. The opposition of God's name of Avaye. And we said that Midian is the opposite of Avaye. And we discussed that we need to understand this and all these things, because why was it opposite of Avaya? Isn't the seven Canaanite nations more apropos to be the opposite of Avaya? And the questions in the language of the user in the Torah, which is, it says, hey, Chaltzu, that, that you all should gather, all of you should, should arm yourselves, whereas really it was only the army. The question in the language of the in the Torah, which implies that the war against Midian was to be fought by the Thai Jewish people, which seemingly wasn't. Yeah. So we have a lot of questions, and tomorrow we're going to start to discuss what is Midian. To add on, so meaning to understand these questions, really we have to understand a deeper point. It's important to appreciate that, that the, you know, people used to learn um, like a series of memoriam, that they would learn it without the, the beginning. 
the beginning paragraph, especially in Samach Vav, the beginning chap, like paragraph, not paragraph, chapter, it's, it's like a, these questions. And, and then you go, not understand, it's continuing what we said before, and continue going on, on, on the continuation of the Hemshech. So, some, so, so don't get lost in these questions. The questions are meant to build your, build your interest so you can come and learn what's the, the, the main vibe that the Rabbi Shabbat is trying to teach us. He wants to teach us a lesson, obviously, so he's, he's connected with Midian. But tomorrow we're going to start learning what that means. Um, to think about something that practically take away is, again, like we talked about yesterday, how, how it's important to appreciate what, what we have important, like we have something important to do, like the story with Moshe, that this whole war was to Moshe. We have to also appreciate they're all part of a collective whole. Like it says, all the Jewish people have to gather, and this is sort of to my midgen, that the war, even though the war could be done by, by the army, but we're all, we're all in it together. And you can say sort of like now going, what's happening in Eretz Yisrael, what happened in Eretz Yisrael, and, and, and the repercussions around the world, they were all connected. Never said someone, I read this last week, that, that what you do, what, what, what happens in Israel affects the whole Jewish world. And we see it clearly. And it, uh, but it also implies the other way, what we do affects Jewish people. So we should add in a little bit of Torah, adding more davening, learning in, in mind for the, help, the help and the safety of the Jewish people everywhere.